Welcome into the Train with the Best podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. And I'm Chris Gores. He's back, everybody. <laughs> That's right. I'm back. I'm back. Let's do this. We are excited to have you back, my friend. Uh, it is great to to see you on the Zoom and to, to hear you. And uh, good for everybody listening to have you back in their ears. Uh, huge shout out, though, to all of our guest hosts who filled in while Chris was taking his time away. Uh, everyone, it was really, like, honestly, I know you actually were listening to a lot of those conversations. Because yeah. um, we, we would text back and forth about them. And it was really cool to have those kind of conversations and for people to continue to come on uh, while Chris was out. I mean, obviously, we've had so many great conversations over the years with so many different guests. A lot of the ones who came on were, were people that had been on before. Um, but to get to have those kind of conversations where people really felt like, because it was just a one-on-one with me, um, like they were a, they were a co-host in that conversation as opposed to a guest just getting peppered with questions. Um, right. That was very cool. Um, and certainly not an opportunity that I'm like looking to do all the time. I love having you on this podcast. It's always better when you're here. Um, but, <laughs> you know, you make, you make chicken salad out of whatever, whatever's put in front of you. And uh, we did that and hope everybody enjoyed all the guest co-hosts uh, for the last couple of months. But Chris is back and he's back with a huge announcement uh, later in the pod. Our friend Nick Simmons is going to join us. We are working with something on him. I've kind of hinted that like February is going to be a big month for Train With The Best. Uh, what that means, why it's such a big month for us, that is going to be revealed later on in this very podcast with Mr. Simmons. Uh, but Chris, you also, it, it's not like you've just been sitting around, sir. No, no, no. You've been you've been busy working uh, and specifically on a project with a family member uh, who became a client and the results are, are pretty spectacular. What have you been up to on the training side of things? these last two months and and what are people going to hear about later in the show yeah well so first of all i do want to i do want to uh address kind of the elephant in the room and you know i wanted to say thank you for 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 your efforts and continuing with the podcast and all the co-hosts that wanted to come on and 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 take on uh the responsibility of hosting the show and 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 putting out good content and it was kind of a a cool thing for me to be a listener of the podcast and not just somebody is thinking about oh what are we going to talk about next what are we going to talk about next um and then just like like your support and the support of all the co-hosts that came on reaching out to me and making sure that I was okay and all the stuff I was doing and it, it was great. It was it was great to to kind of take a step back, reset myself. Um and like you said, I I have been active, just trying to fly under the radar a little bit. Um my cousin was here. He was here since just before um just before Halloween, right? So He's uh, he's 20 years old. He plays at the La Salle University in the Philippines. He's a soccer player. And right now, with everything going on with, with COVID and Omicron and everything, everything is shut down over there. So there's no training. There's nothing going on. Um, he decided that since school was online, he was going to come on over here, stay with me for a few months and, and train, still take his classes. So he would still like do his online classes at night. At midnight up until like three a.m. Right. or whatever. Yeah, that's, right. That time difference is uh, not not kind. Yeah, it's it's all the way through. So, um, so there was a lot. There was a lot of things, not just training. You know, just teaching him a little bit about the American culture, teaching him what daylight savings means. Like <laughs> they don't do that over there. Just a lot of different things. Um, but it was an opportunity for me to have a blank canvas uh, and say, what could I do with an athlete that gave me three to four months of training. Um, now he was a canvas that was probably less than blank, to be honest with you. Uh, he, he was coming from a deconditioned state where they weren't really doing anything for, for over a year. Um, and not, not to mention that like 
culturally, it's just different in the Philippines, right? They're, they're, their definition of work and hard work and commitment is very different to what you would see from a high school level athlete here, right? Like when you talk about youth sports here in America, it is very competitive. Mm-hmm. Even you see it with, with my daughter right now. It's very competitive. If you want to be good, if you want to be great, if you want to make it to the college level, you got to put a lot of work in. Um, it's not quite the same over there. I'm not I'm not saying that they're lazy, but it's just the standard is, is, is very different. Yeah, it's so, a different intensity for sure. Yeah, so the first thing I needed to do was make sure I don't break this kid. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't just put him into – I can't even put him into phase zero in the beginning because that's going to kill him, right? Like he's going to throw up after the warm-up, right? And, and, and I remember even like when we tested him the first day, just going through the tests, which is not a workout. You're just testing. That already got him winded a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, man, we've got plenty of work to do just to get you to the starting line, let alone the finish line. Right. There's like a baseline um, level of conditioning that – you got to yeah. have to do a workout of the intensity that you need to play at a collegiate level. Right, right. At least at least in my eyes what what I'm used to, right? Right. So, right, fair enough. Yeah. So there was there was a little bit of, you know, him him wanting to do well, but him also like not wanting to disappoint me because I'm his older cousin and this and that. And so, you know, in, in the Philippines we have this word named it's called kuya. So I was like his kuya, which is your older brother, older sibling, older relative. Uh he didn't want to disappoint me, and I, and it took a lot of support from me, and also from Vina. Vina did a great job of supporting him, saying, "Hey, no, just keep trying. Like, he's 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 here for you. He's pushing you because that's what you're here for, right? Like, he's he's not doing this because he hates you. He's he's pushing you, so right. that, <laughs> you know, right uh, to to get the most out of you. So, you know, we went to work for four months, and and I took him through the programs and and taught him. A lot of what I know took time to explain the different things, uh, the different philosophies and the different principles that we always talk about here on the show. Um, and a few months later, man, the, the results were incredible. Yeah. So when we get back, uh, we're going to dive into those results. So Chris trained uh, his cousin from basically early November. He gets here around Halloween, late October, early November until earlier, you know, in earlier this month. And the results, which I, I know, Chris called me last week and we were talking. He's like, when I come back, this is what I want to talk about. And <laughs> it, they're amazing. And I want to dive into not just be like, okay, here are the numbers. Uh, good job, Chris. But like, how'd you do it? Why'd you make the choices that you made from a programming standpoint? What are some of the factors that you were able to control because he was living with you and, and some of the other things that you're thinking about, um, including, by the way, a class schedule that has him up till three in the morning um, right. compared to a normal client that you might see even five times a week uh, if you're training at an elite college level, um, but only for, say, an hour, hour and a half a day. So we'll get into all that next here on the Train With The Best podcast. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Super Coffee. Routine is an essential part of life. Getting in a good routine can help you feel centered and stable, not to mention it's going to help you be really productive. But one of the downsides of routine can be monotony. So how do you develop a good routine without getting bored? Well, when it comes to coffee, Super Coffee has you covered because they have such an incredible array of flavors, styles, all the different ways you can consume coffee. I don't even know what categories they go in. They have the ready-to-drink in the traditional, they have the plant-based, and they come in a variety of flavors from mocha to vanilla, literally chocolate to vanilla with caramel and sweet cream and all of these delicious flavors like hazelnut in between. They have the coffee pots. They have Super Coffee 
grounds. They have super creamer so that you can mix up the coffee you make with your pods and or your grounds. It is the one-stop shop for all things delicious coffee, and it all comes, no matter what product, with zero sugar. It is a great part of any routine, so go right now and get you some for 25% off using the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST at drinksupercoffee.com. Again, that code is TRAINWITHTHEBEST at drinksupercoffee.com. All right, Chris, so you trained your cousin. By the way, what was your cousin's name so that we can refer Ezra. to Ezra, yeah, let's, by let's, his let's name. call him Ezra, yeah. Ezra All right, Cruz. so you trained Ezra from early November when he gets here uh, just after Halloween to early February, and the results are astonishing. You took his vertical jump from 25 inches to 29 and a half. You took his Kaiser squat from... 1,247 to 1,811 watts. Spark, uh, 749 to 1,283. His 10-yard split, this might be the most astonishing number on here, 10-yard split from 1.87 to 1.56. And then his shuttle from 5.25 to 4.58. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, those were, the, those were the numbers that, I mean, those are the numbers that directly translate to him being a better soccer player. So those are the numbers that we worked on all the, uh, like all the time. So teaching him how to march and skip from day one, which was quite the journey, right? Like he didn't even know how to march and skip the proper way. And then his march and skip became very mechanical. And then towards the end, it was like, all right, you don't have to focus so much anymore. Like we talk about conscious incompetence and unconscious competence, all that. Like, hey, you can relax a little bit and let this flow. So a lot of it just teaching him the forms. But but more importantly, like like I said, there was such a cultural shift that I had to teach him. So so just to get him into the rhythm of working out. Like, hey, this is what it's like to work out three times a week. This is what it's like to work out four times a week. This is what it's like to work out twice a day three times a week and then four times a week, right? So those were things that I had to ease into him because, look, if I if I start him on phase zero where we're going Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, two days, two, two workouts a day, he's not going to make it. Like he's he's going to jump on the next flight home, right? right? Or so get was, hurt or both. Or get hurt, right. So there was a lot of just getting him used to the schedule of everything. Um, and of course, like you said, we had to play with his schedule, uh, being up late at night when he was going to eat, when he was going to sleep, um, took advantage of, uh, of our sponsors, momentous and super coffee a hundred percent. Like he, <laughs> I, I said, look, this is part of your training. Like your, your right. training right now is you've got to fuel these workouts. You've got to fuel them. You've got to recover from them. So we, we taught him how to use all of the recovery tools that we have here at the house, uh, taught him how to take vitamins and just all the things that, um, that you don't think of all the things that I don't get to control on a normal client. Right. Like I don't get to say, Hey, drink this right now. Right. You can make suggestions, but it's, it's a lot easier when they're at your home. Right. And to his credit, he really took, he really took that on. Like if I told him to take vitamins, he took vitamins. If I told him to take the collagen, he took the collagen and that, and that worked for him. And then like a month later, he would be like, yeah, that collagen's nasty. <laughs> like, I was like, well, don't drink it straight. Mix it with stuff, you know? Right. So <laughs> Here's the so, blender. Yeah, but he did. But to, again, to his credit, he did it. It didn't, it didn't matter to him that it didn't 
taste right to him and he, he had to get used to it. He, he, we bought him a little blender bottle and, you know, he, he did all the things. When, he, when I told him to go to sleep, he went to sleep. When I told him he had to get up, he got up. So all the little things that before we even step into the gym, he was doing those things and he really bought into it. So I was, I was thankful that he gave me that. I didn't have to fight him on those things. And then when we got to the gym, it was, it was, I mean, that's the easiest part for me, right? Like that's, that's what we do all the time. So building the stability, building the control, building the form, um, getting him stronger, uh, finding the movements that he was good at. Cause the things that the one thing that he was good at was pushups, right? Mm. We still got a little bit stronger pushups. I think he went from 30 pushups to 39 pushups, which are decent, you know, and, and yes, those are, are those are pretty strict on the form, right? He went mm-hmm. from pull-ups, went from five pull-ups in the beginning to 15 pull-ups uh, when, when we finally tested. So, you know, he, there were some things that he did well, and then we, we built on that, and then we went straight to work with all the things that he didn't do well. And, and a lot of this is, yeah, we got stronger and we got more explosive, but a lot of that is just unlocking a lot of the potential that was in him already, like teaching him how to run forward, teaching him how to lean forward, teaching him what max effort, effort really is, right? Like, it's not It's not like I took him from 1,200 watts to 1,800 watts just because we built muscle. No, like, he was already there, but he wasn't comfortable or uh, he wasn't able to, to produce that much force because something in him just kind of held back. So just right. teaching him how to not hold back and be comfortable with true max effort um, lifts. Yeah, no, let, I want to break down that because I think that's something that's really important for athletic performance that, um, I, even with gen pop clients that I think a lot of trainers struggle with, that's something that I've worked on with a lot of clients over the years is like, I could do one more. It's like, no, you could have done 10 more. Yeah. Right. You know, right. <laughs> you know, or yeah. like, uh, it, it's starting to feel heavy. It's like, okay, so keep, keep going. And like, there is an empathy piece that you have to give. There is, you know, you want to validate their feelings slash not just undercut them and be like, you don't, you know, basically you don't want to tell them they don't know their own strength in a way that's mean. Um, but you do want to really make them feel what it's like to be near that red line. And that's where as a trainer, you have to, you know, you have to spot and like, there's like physical things you have to do, but I think that's a lot harder with speed because you can't like on a bench press, it's the easiest thing in the world, right? You yeah. just do another one, do another one, do another one. Then when they finally like are, are failing out, you just grab their wrists and, and, you know, take the dumbbells away. Cause oftentimes it's like clients who are not very experienced in that way or that, that discipline uh, or that exercise. And so taking the weights away is easy because they're doing twenties and you just grab the 20 pound dumbbells and you walk away and you're like, that's what it feels like to be near the edge. That's right. how many more you had in the tank when it's run as fast as you can, or do a Kaiser squat as hard as you can, generate as much power as possible, and they don't, it's not like you can go push them in a different direction, like, or, or pull them along at, at a faster speed to assist their, you know, you're not doing assisted sprints. Um, you have to teach them to unlock their potential. So what were some of the steps that you took to do that in the speed and power realms? Yeah, so this, this well, it's like you said, you have to find their limitations or their perceived limitations and then take them past that so that they can look back and be like, oh, I didn't think I could do that, you know? And then you you kind of have to play with that a little bit, like give them that feeling of accomplishment so that it feels good and we're ready for the next one, right? Um, so 
again, going back to the schedule, I would I would let him know like, hey, tomorrow's going to be a day where I need you to be on your game. So make sure you get your rest tonight because we're, we're going to push it tomorrow. So he would know. Um, and the way that I would do it, the, the, the way that I like to unlock a lot of potential anyways is uh, one, unconsciously, right? Like I, I will take him into making him run fast by giving him other external cues to, to that, that force him to run fast without him having to think about it, right? Like ball drops and things like that or chasing me, chase, mm-hmm. like just get him out of the thinking like, oh, I got to run fast. All right, well, give him something to chase or give him something to run away from, right? Like those are the right. easiest ones, right. right? And you find out a little bit about that person's personality and mentality, like what do they run faster from? For me, I was always a person that ran away faster than I ran towards something because if something was dangerous, why am I running towards it? You know, like that's right. just, that's, that was just me logically, right? So I was a good wide receiver. Wasn't that great as a D-back because, all right, <laughs> well, I'm not running into danger. I'm running away from it. Um, So that was that was number one, just, do it, just doing it with like games and making it fun for him so that he's not thinking about it. And then the other thing I would do is a lot of isometrics, a lot of contrast work, right? Like I love using isometrics to find muscle activation that you can't find when you're just focused on moving a bar, right? So I would put I would put 600, 700 pounds on the Kaiser squat, and I would let him know, like, look, this is not going to move. I don't expect it to move, but I want you. To, what I want you to do is push as hard as you feel comfortable with for five seconds. Okay, mm-hmm. good. You did. You, you, you feel what that is like, right? All right, now focus on keeping your back straight. Focus on engaging your core. Now I want you to push for three seconds, but I want you to push even harder. Right, so wherever you mm. were, let's call that eighty. But now I want you to push it at ninety. Okay, feel that? Does that feel different? Good. Now let's go three seconds again. But if we were at ninety, let's go hundred. So after doing that for a while, what you will see is like your, per, your your client, your athlete. After after they really get comfortable with it, they'll step out of a three second rep and be out of breath, and they'll be maybe even a little bit dizzy, like. You felt what it's like when you do heavy ass deadlift. Like uh-huh. you're like, oh my god, I'm a little bit lightheaded. I only did three reps, right? right. When I get to that point, I know I'm on to something. I know, like, hey, that's the effort that it takes to empty your tank in three rep, in three reps, in three seconds, in one second, right? Okay, give me that same type of effort when we jump. Give me that same type of effort when we run, right? And that's and that was unlocking that effort that was already there, but they're not in that zone like they're not comfortable with it they don't they don't know what it's like to to be operating over there right it's like having the the attic in your house right that you never go to right it's there you just never use what's in there right so um so that was a lot of what we did and and then yeah we obviously got faster and stronger with with some of the lifts that's but honestly that's that's the easy stuff like anybody anybody can do that Right, you just watch our reels on Instagram, and there's five exercises <laughs> to improve your deadlift right, or your bench, exactly. right there. No, yeah. there's, and I, I was funny. I was having that conversation um, with one of my clients today, who's a little bit more experienced. She was a D1 athlete in college, um, and is, and I, well, I mean, I'll tell people who it is because we actually featured her in our client spotlight on our Instagram a couple weeks ago. Um, Lar, who's a solid core coach here in DC, and and was a D1 high jumper, and because she has that background compared to a lot of other clients I train, like I'm a little more advanced with her. I I can, I can do some things, but I was like, to be honest, like 
that reel is is great and all the things will help you deadlift better. But for a lot of people, the most important thing for their to get a stronger deadlift is for them to just do deadlifts and to to you know phase it out properly or to to program it properly. And then when you get to a point where you're plateauing, you really have like some kind of roadblock, then we can focus on some of the other things that are more weak points as opposed to just kind of what you've been saying all along with in this this chat is unlocking the strength that's already there. That's that's the key with most people is unlocking strength that's already there versus feeling the need to actually quote unquote get things stronger. Yeah. And 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 a lot of it, like the conversations we'd have in the car and at home and stuff, like being able to talk to him about it and being able to educate him on the process made him a lot more comfortable too, right? So it's not just like, hey, I'm gonna try to make you the rock. Like, no, that's not what this is, <laughs> right? You're gonna feel sore. This is what this is what you should expect. This is what we're trying to do. You know, uh, I related it to him like when you when you download a game um, on your iPhone, it's kind of annoying because in that game there are all these power ups and specials that you can use, but you have to unlock them or you have to pay for them, right? But for you, this is what we're doing. All we're doing is unlocking what's already in there. We're not adding anything new right now. So what I want you to do is I want you to pay attention to the effort. I want you to pay attention to your form. I want you to pay attention to the way that you sleep, like all those things. So I would tell him what to focus on because there are times like when we were doing the isometrics, I just want him to focus on the effort. And then there are times in the beginning, especially when I'm teaching you how to do dead bugs, I want you to focus on the form, right? Right. So just being really clear with what I wanted from him, um, I think was really helpful. And and again, the, the results kind of speak for themselves. I was I was really excited to see what he had done. And then, you know, all the things that, that you can't measure with a stopwatch or, or with, with Kaiser, that you know, the, the things that, that he learned about hard work and the things that he learned about himself, the, the discipline, the motivation, the you know, the, the organization of your schedule, all those things. Like, I'm proud of what he did and, and I'm excited. What, what I told him is the real test is not what you can do with me because I know I can make you a better athlete in four months. Otherwise, I suck at my job and I don't suck at my job. Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen what, if if I tested these numbers again two months from now? Are they going to go back down? Are they going to stay the same? Or are they going to get better? So that and that was a lot of it too, right? Because towards the end, I would start to pull away from these workouts and say, "Hey, look, I'm not going to be there with you in the Philippines. You got to do these workouts on your own. So I'm not going to sit here and watch you. But here's what you have today." And and then we would sit and talk about the plan, and he would say, "Okay, well, what's this move? What's that move? What are we trying to accomplish here?" And you know, it, it, it brought me back to the days of when I used to work with Zoe and, and we'd have to do remote stuff when I used to work with Joanna Boyles, Joanna Fenema now. Um, and I would say, hey, look, this is what I want you to focus on here. Today's a today's a red day. Today's a green day. Today's a yellow day. Today's a day where I want you. I want you. You're only going to get six reps. So I want the most that you can out of the six reps. Today's today's a day where I want you to make sure take as many reps as you need to get it right. You know, so um, it brought me back to a little bit of those days. But being able to control literally everything with this kid. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a great reminder there. We did a whole episode on this at one point. Um, the concept is is well known from the book, The Inner Game of Tennis, about how focus right. is not only the thing that you're doing, but it's what you're not. It's like, it, you know, it is that singular blocked out idea that you are, that you are, to use the word in the definition, but focusing on. Um, and, and it sounds like you were able to isolate 
exactly what you wanted in a really effective way. And that's part of the reason why he gets the results. Um, last thing real quick, has he gotten back onto the field yet? And what has it felt like for him if he has um, to like get out, even if it's just like by himself dribbling around to like kind of unleash his powers on the ball in his, what it is the thing that is most comfortable to him, I'm guessing uh, being a soccer player. For sure. Yes and no. I mean, we've, we, we have enough room at Onyx to, to mess around the turf and, and get some touches in. Um, but that for sure will be the real test is, you know, he'll, he'll go out and um, I, I, I'm hoping at some point they'll be able to practice again and, and get with his yeah. team because that's something that he's missing. And honestly, that's that that fitness comes from playing with your team, because I, I, I think especially in soccer, this is besides the point, but especially in soccer, like people miss the point in conditioning because soccer is 11 on 11. Like you can be the fittest person on the field and, and know when to move. But if you're not moving with your team, then it doesn't matter. So right. he'll get that. But, but I told him to what to expect, um, which is, you know, you're going to get out there. And now what that speed does for you is you can think about what comes next. So instead of having to focus so much of your energy on winning to the ball, you're already there. You won. And now you can start thinking about what I'm going to do with the ball when I get there. You know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. that's what speed does for you in that game. Um, and he can see that. He can feel that. He can feel that he's not getting pushed off the ball quite as easily as, as he used to. Um, he can feel that he knows how to accelerate, when to accelerate, and, and what those mechanics are like. And it's not just something that he has to think about or focus on as much. He can just get there. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do when he gets back there. I know... He, he has ultimate goals of making it to the national team, and, and that's certainly within his reach if he continues um, continues on his path. No doubt. All right, when we get back, uh, major, major, gigantic, huge announcement for a big project that we're working on with our buddy Nick Simmons. Nick will actually join us next on the pod. The Charm of the Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus and their brand new collagen shot, a truly one-of-a-kind proprietary product that you are not going to find anything like anywhere else. They designed the collagen shot to be the first ever collagen product made with the active individual in mind. Collagen supplementation is essential to increase longevity and improve connective tissue health. Of course, there's benefits for your skin, your hair, your nails, some of the things that traditionally collagen has been marketed as, but it truly is about performance. It's about that longevity. And the problem with most collagen supplements is they come in powders, which are terrible tasting, hard to mix. They get really clumpy. Like, look, I've used Momentus' collagen powder for years. And if you have the time to use it in a blender every single day, then great. Like, it's very easy. But if you are on the go and you want to hit that magical point about an hour before you start your exercise to maximize your collagen supplementation, it was really hard to do. It's not the kind of thing that you just like put in your water. Like that's, that's not ideal. This, however, the orange mango flavor is super mild. It comes in a little packet in a gel that you can take literally anywhere. I have them with me at home. I have them at Fit Collective. I've put them in like my little bag that I carry everywhere. It's really easy no matter where I'm going to be, no matter what kind of workout I'm going to be doing to make sure that I have the collagen shot with me, which is a complete game changer. Or if you just want that daily collagen supplementation, then you just take one instead of the two that you take pre-workout and boom, that's it. Just make it part of your morning routine. So no matter whether it's part of your morning routine, your pre-workout routine, 
make sure that you try out this incredible new product. And of course, you can get 25% off using the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST25. It's all at livemomentous.com. They are the premier performance company in the whole entire world. To close out the podcast this week, it is our pleasure to welcome in a two-time Olympian, YouTube star, and soon-to-be two-time competitor on the hit show, American Ninja Warrior, it is our friend Nick Simmons. Nick, how are you, sir? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Doing well. Uh, so we have a big announcement to make with you, uh, but then you also had another big announcement this week. You're headed back to American Ninja Warrior. So real quick, before we get to our announcement, like, why did you want to get back on that show, and, and how are you preparing to do so? Well, I bombed out on the second obstacle in 2015, but at the time, I was a professional runner. And over the last, what, seven years, I've really become a more well-rounded athlete. And I think now is the time to go back and test myself on the Ninja Warrior course. I don't know how far I get, but I just <laughs> have to get more. I love the training for it, the preparation. And then the day of the shoot, it is so much adrenaline, so much excitement. Right. We'll be making YouTube videos uh, for both my channels, uh, behind the scenes stuff for that. For uh, And on Instagram, just, you know, everywhere. It's just great content. No doubt. So that is not, though, the only thing that you are training for, which we are happy to announce right now, the other thing. Uh, so next week, as we sit here recording this, it is Thursday, February 10th. People will be hearing this on the earliest on, on February the 14th. On the 15th, the three of us are flying out to Phoenix, Arizona, where we will be at Exos, the best combine training facility on the planet for a video where Nick is going to take on our good friend, Lorenzo Alexander, in all right. of the NFL Combine events, uh, all the, I should say, non-football ones. They're not doing position drills. Right, uh, we right. wouldn't want you know, Nick <laughs> to have to get out there and do the, the, the wide receiver gauntlet or the, the linebacker drills against Zoe. We're not, we're not going to do that. But the, the 40, the bench, the, the shuttle, all that kind of stuff. Chris and I are going to provide the commentary. Our good friend, Natalie Collars, friend of the pod, is going to provide Nick with some coaching out there at Exos. Uh, and we're really pumped about it. Uh, it'll come out the video on Nick's channel, Combine Week. Uh, so that first week in March. And uh, we're pretty pumped about this. Nick, uh, when I reached out to you and was like, hey man, I have an idea. What what was your what was that email like to get on your end? It's so funny because literally the day before I wrote a note, uh, we have this big whiteboard where I keep all my video ideas. And I'm like, NFL Combine exclamation point, exclamation point. We've been talking about making this video internally for like three years, but I just know it's such a good idea for a video. I, I always wanted to do it right. Like me just goofing around in Oregon by myself is lame, but all of us <laughs> flying to Arizona to do it at Exos with Lorenzo, that's insane. So we're pulling out all the stops for this one. It'll be full production value, 20 minutes in length. It's going to be one of the best performing videos we've ever made. And I, I'm just so excited to test myself, you know, a skinny distance runner trying out <laughs> the NFL. Let's see. But here's the thing, guys. I'm worried I'm going to get recruited, and then I'm going to have to go play NFL professionally at the age of 38. Like I'm, I'm like, what's going to happen? So I was going to um, ask for predictions here. Nick, Nick's prediction <laughs> is uh, success and confidence. Chris, uh, you've worked with a number of athletes over the years training for the NFL Combine, whether it's you know uh, on your own or, or with Yo and his team down in Florida. Uh, you obviously right. have trained a number of NFL players over the years, like. 
what is what is Nick getting himself into? And especially because unlike a lot of NFL players who never do these drills again once they are done with the NFL Combine, Lorenzo would go back every year and do some of this stuff in his training. Right. So like, right. what was it like watching Lorenzo train? And, and I know you still train him from afar. So like, what has Nick gotten himself into here? Um. First of all, I am not worried that Nick is going to get recruited to go into the NFL. <laughs> uh, but because <laughs> if, if that was a thing, oh my God, that, that would That'd be, be incredible. Uh, pretty incredible. Um, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like Nick said, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I will say, though, that uh, NFL guys are very different when it comes to competition, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you go to a track meet, even even the spirit of the Olympics, right? It's very there's a, a camaraderie that you have with your fellow Olympians and want everybody to do well, right? Like you can do well in your 800 race, and everybody else can still do well. In the NFL, you doing well means you dominated your opponent. Um, so it's a very different mentality. Um, and Zoe is one of the most competitive people that I've ever known. I mean, good. I I, re- I recall uh a day where he came over to the house and we were just playing apples to apples with the kids. And he's like yelling at the kids on a card game. Like, what are you doing? How could you say that? You know, this is, this is a guy that's super competitive. Um, and I, I remember a, a couple of months ago when I, I came to him with the idea, I said, Hey, Zo, um, we're going to come out. We're going to film uh, some stuff with Nick Simmons. He's a former 800 runner. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to compete against you in some of the events. And he was like, all right, cool. Send me the program. Right. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. Like you don't have to train. It's just going to be fun. Like he just wants to see how he stacks up. He's like, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out there and let some 800 meter guy just embarrass me. So yeah. <laughs> so, so it's going to be fun. Cause he's going to bring his all. And I know Nick's going to bring his all and it, it'll be fun. Yeah, Nick was an Olympic athlete. Think- so there's that. Well, I was gonna say, how, do you, how do you think he'll do in the all out 5k? Cause that's definitely one of the events. <laughs> Zero shit. So, uh, I, I always I always say like there's always a distance where um, where like it's a good race. Right. Like if, if we yeah. run an 800, you're going to smoke him. If we run a 60, he's probably going to get you. Uh, yeah. I think I think somewhere around 300 to 400 meters is a good race in a, hey, in maybe, a 5K. Yeah. What's that? Maybe that's our follow up video. Maybe that's the follow up video. I, I do remember. So early, early on in our training days. Zoe had a, a niece that was actually an 800 runner. And I think oh, she, cool. and she was running like 215, I think, something like that, 215, 220. And he had made the claim that he could run 230 easy. And I said, wow. I said, no, Zoe, that's, I said, no, Zoe, that's not, that's not the fastest time in the world, but that is not slow. And for a guy like yeah. you, uh, big- two, 230 is very fast. I mean, you're 235. I struggle to run 230. Yeah, that's legit running. Yeah. He's like, no, I can deal with the pain. So maybe that's something that we bring up. Well, don't don't tell him. But if he kicks my butt at this combine, I'm going to throw down and challenge him on the track. All right. Yeah, because his competitive nature, you if you challenge him on camera, he's going to say yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah, we'll get him. I guess we have our plans for the morning of the 17th. Now. <laughs> I was going to say, we were talking about what we were going to film the 17th. This would be a heck of a, of a one two video for sure. That would be fantastic. All right. Uh, last thing before we let you go, Nick, uh, what is the one event where you're like, 
I think I got him. Like what, what is, if you have to put all your money down on wow. one of these events? So we have the 40, we have the bench, okay. we have the, the five ten five shuttle, we have the L cone drill, we have, and then the two jumps, vertical and broad jump. Those are the six events. Which one of those six are you putting all your money on if you had to put all your money down? Literally none of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some, of you some of you guys that are listening to this podcast don't know me, but when I say that I'm going to get recruited, it's it's very self-deprecating. I am going to get my <laughs> ass kicked in every single event. The, the cool thing, though, is ever since we talked about filming this, I've been practicing bench. I'm proud to say I can lift 225 one time. Yeah. Which is Let's all go. I wanted. I wanted to at least get one rep. There you and, go. And not we love so, that. We love that. So, so we're not going to win bench. Yeah, no. I, I, I would Wait, say like how fast is he off the line? How fast is his forty? Uh, I mean, Zoe will run a four seven when he was when he okay, was. Okay, he's going to beat me in the forty. How agile is I, he? He's Very. pretty agile. He's pretty like agile. He, he, he transitioned in his career from like an offensive lineman until eventually when he was retired, he's playing off the ball linebacker, covering running backs in space. <laughs> I think. Nick, I think your best bet is going to be broad jump or or uh, or vertical jump. Honestly, unfortunately, those are two events I'm very weak at. So <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a yeah, good time yes. no matter what. But uh, I, I have a feeling I because let's 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 put this at the over under. Can okay. Nick Simmons can a, can the old Bison win one event? That's Ooh. the over under. I don't I don't know if I get lucky on one, I may be able to pull it off. But right now, I'm I'm thinking. That's probably where the where, that's where that's where Vegas is putting the odds at. I'm a I, I'm yeah. a moral and ethical broadcaster, and I'm broadcasting this event, so I will not be making a prediction. <laughs> okay, I like that. I just yeah, don't want to be I, mean to you on our podcast. I, You're not beating him in anything, Nick, Nick. I think I think if you win one event, that's a huge win yeah. for you. Honestly, yeah. All right, that's what we're training for. We got let that let, that, let that sink in. Let that motivation drive yeah. you in the next yeah. five go, days of training. Go all have. in on broad jump. Broad jump is your best chance. Should I just should I just sandbag every other event to try to win that one? Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, yeah, but you, you should definitely practice broad jump because because you, I mean, yeah. bench bench is just going to be out of the question unless we do like some sort of. You know, unlike some of these like military tests that I do or like the track classic I put on, it doesn't seem like any any one event is that grueling, right? Like you're not no. going to just like yeah, you're not. Gonna, it's not like yeah, it's not like you have to save yourself for an event, right? Like. The longest event is going to last five seconds. So, oh wow, yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, it, awesome. it's quick. And here's what you do have going for you: you have an amazing coach. Natalie is fantastic. She will get the most out of you. Good. So we're looking forward to that. Um, we'll see you in a couple of days, man. Uh, excited to meet you in person. Excited yeah. to do this. Uh, thanks so much for responding to that email five minutes after I sent it. And uh, let's have some fun in Phoenix. Yes, sir. I'm excited, guys. I'll see you very soon.